This is Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice to people with special needs. I shudder thinking how the world can be so cruel. I lend my voice to those who can't. It's time we try. It's time we care. It's time we stand. It starts with a voice. Welcome to the Special Chronicle Show. This is episode 518. My name is Daniel Spogowski, and I'm the founder of Special Chronicles and a Special Olympics Southern Survival International Global Messenger. Our website, specialchronicles.com, where you can stream our archives of over 730 episodes absolutely for free. Uh, and to follow Special Chronicles on social media, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you listen to podcasts and find our original series, uh, award-winning col- uh, columns, blogs, and sign up for our newsletter. This week on the Special Chronicles show, uh, we welcome Melissa Hout, author of the new novel, Daisy Woodworm Changes the World. Melissa's uh, Hout is focused on kids and parents with a particular interest in marginalized communities. Melissa lives in Eugene, Oregon with her husband and her uh, teen daughter. She grew up in Southern California with her brother who has Down syndrome and spent a decade working as a special education teacher. She teaches in, uh, for the MFA program in creative writing at Southern New Hampshire University with a focus on MGYA literature. Daisy Woodworm Changes the World is her second novel. Please put your virtual hands together as we welcome Melissa on the Special Chronicles podcast on specialchronicles.com. Welcome, Melissa. (laughs) Daniel, thank you so much. I am just thrilled to be here. And go Special Olympics! (laughs) Yes. Speaking of Special Olympics, that's how we got connected. The um, the, um, uh, senior... Uh, so at, at Special Olympics in, International, the uh, um, Senior Vice President at Global Youth and Education, um, Jacqueline Jado, yeah, Dr. <laughs> so Dr. Jackie, uh, if she's listening, that's how we got connected because we were on a call and she had, um, I think she wrote a, um, one of the uh, blobs about uh, your book yeah, and so right there on the back <laughs> yeah and, and 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 so um why don't we um begin because um the, there's a lot um that we're going to talk about your book and hopefully this episode will encourage all of our listeners to uh um pick up your book um we'll put links in the show notes uh to um amazon Barnes noble um and all, all those places but share with us your connect i um I, I read your bio, but show it as, as from in, in your own words, you're connecting to our disability community with your brother. and Yeah, yeah. So as you said, I grew up in Southern California and my younger brother was born with Down syndrome and my mother just inherently understood the importance of full inclusion. And so even though back then when my brother was born, pediatricians said, oh, 
you'll probably just want to put him in an institution, she said, over my dead body. <laughs> and she made sure to get him very early intervention in, in, in terms of therapy and education. And so I just grew up with him and he was my pesty little brother. And we were best friends as we were growing up. And we talk every day on the phone now. So that's my awesome. connection. And then after I graduated from college, I started teaching special education, um, specifically in third grade, and um, also worked as a job coach and worked for a time in several group homes with um, intellectually and physically disabled adults. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, um, you, you said that your brother is... Oh, um, older than you, or no? He's yeah, younger. He's, he's younger, five than, years he's younger. younger than you. Okay, that, that's right. Because I was in 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 in, um, in um, reading the synopsis and and a little bit um, of your of your book. The the one of the lead characters. It's her older brother. So I was. I was I I had that so I had the fiction novel in yeah. in my mind, but um I, I guess that, that 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 that's a good way, um, uh to kind of kick off the um the conversation. But um first um I thought um and I, I'm gonna pull well I'll you know I'm gonna pull in um. I'm gonna pull in ja um, Jackie's back cover blow um, later on, but I want to let our listeners know that. So throughout this conversation, we're gonna, uh, um, well, after our break, we'll give our listeners a synopsis of of uh, the um, novel, and then get into some of the the themes, um, and then at the end, um, some final thoughts at the at the end of the episode. Um, but. Uh, We'll, we'll go ahead and, and take a short break to let our listeners know how they can support this podcast because it's, as you know, it's free to listen, but it, it, it does cost money for all the technology and all the other costs that goes into uh, uh, producing a podcast. So our guest is Melissa Hout, author of Daisy Woodworm Changes the World, and we'll um, be back right here on SpecialChronicles.com after this short break. Support for Special Chronicles comes from listeners like you. As an independent public media podcast, Special Chronicles will always be there for you. Now we're asking you to be there for us. As a nonprofit independent media organization, we can only make programs like Special Chronicles with listener support. Our programs provide weekly, candid, honest, and inspiring conversations about the people with disabilities community that creates awareness, support, and advocacy within each week's episode. Listeners tell us our shows are an enjoyable and necessary podcast for the intellectual and developmental disability community and everyone else who is able to listen to stories about life from a different angle. Please, if you and your family love our weekly podcasts... Make a one-time, monthly, or annual gift of thanks today. Support this podcast at specialchronicles.com slash give. That's specialchronicles.com slash give. And we are back. Uh, so we're going to kind of, 
we're going to dive into the book. And I forgot to mention in the introduction, um, I had it right right at the top of the show notes, but this episode, we'll pre-record in this at the end of February, but this episode is going to air uh, on March, uh, the 20th of March. And as, as, as I'm sure you know, and I'm sure um, probably a lot of our listeners, um, maybe not all the listeners might not know, but um, uh, a lot of our uh, some of our listeners may know that March 21st is World Down Syndrome Day. And so it's kind of a perfect timing with um, with this novel kind of uh, featuring a character with Down Syndrome. And so um, we'll dive in and um, before we get into the synopsis, going to take us back to... Um, how you got started with this novel, because th- this is your second novel. And so can you t- talk to us about how you got started and a little bit about the inspiration for the book and why you wanted to write this novel? Yeah, you know, when I was growing up, when my brother and I were kids, I we never found any novels for kids featuring a main character with an intellectual or developmental disability. They just didn't exist. And so I really wanted to write those characters as main characters. When I decided to start writing for middle school audiences, uh, my first book was Avenging the Owl. And it's got a main character who has Down syndrome. Eric is the character and absolutely adores Oregon flora and fauna and insects and knows everything there is to know about insects. And I wanted this character to be empowered and just really, really smart. And I had such a good time with that character that when I wrote my second book, I knew I wanted to make the the secondary main character a person with Down syndrome based on my brother as well. I think it was about three years ago, maybe five years ago, our chapter of Special Olympics could not hold their summer games because of lack of funds. And my brother has always lived for Special Olympics. It's his whole world. He does every sport they'll let him do. And so I was thinking about what that meant for all of these athletes in Oregon who train all year for summer games and how they weren't going to have these games. And so when I wrote uh, Daisy Woodworm Changes the World, there it is, (laughs) (laughs) I, I wanted to write about this main character who has Down syndrome and what his life became like on the day that two devastating things happened to him. His name is Sorrel, and he's at a Special Olympics dance, a really fancy dress-up ball, and his longtime girlfriend leaves him for his best friend. And that same day, he hears that the summer games have been canceled. And so his younger sister, Daisy, gets a school assignment to change the world. She sees how depressed her brother is, and she decides to help him fulfill his dream of becoming a YouTube fashion celebrity. But the problem is their parents have forbidden him to appear on social media because they're terrified of bullies. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, there's a bunch that um, I, I, I made a, a few notes that we'll, we'll kind of dive in and, yeah. and I'm, I, I'm sure this will encourage our listeners to, uh, to, to pick up the novel that um, for the, for those of you just listening to the audio podcast, um, go check out the video on YouTube, uh, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Um, and um, d- just go to the show notes, specialchronicles.com uh, slash podcast 518. And uh, we'll put a link to the um, video, uh, the, the full video episode. Uh, and you can see the, the um, book. Oh, it's also, it should be the image for this episode. But I made a few comments that I thought we could kind of talk through in the first. Um, so the... 13-year-old um, lead character's name is, is Daisy, and then her older mm-hmm. brother has Down syndrome. So is this, um, uh, and before we get into some of the other notes, um, is it with one in track and your, and the character, um, Daisy's brother, dreams of becoming a YouTube celebrity? Is, did any, is, is any of this, because uh, this is a fiction novel, so is any of this based on you... Your real life with with your brother, or, or is 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 it kind of based on a combination of um, you and your brother and and other special Olympics athletes and siblings? Um, you are so smart to ask that. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> Let's see. Where do I start? First of all, my brother has always been impeccably dressed. He just has an incredible sense of fashion. He has had a subscription to GQ for decades. He's always the best dressed man in the room. He just, I I don't know why I didn't get that gene, but I did not. (laughs) I did get the running gene, however. So all of Daisy's adventures as a middle school track star are based on my own childhood as a competitive runner. I ran mostly in high school and I actually still run uh, half marathons today. But my brother is on Special Olympics track and field as well and has been for decades. And so uh, when I used to volunteer for his with his team, I would hang out with him and his friends. And I did pull different characters out of his friendship circle to sort of incorporate into the book. I would take a piece of this one and I would take a characteristic of that one. And so really use that experience as, you know, helping with his special Olympics teams uh, to, to integrate these characters authentically into the book. Awesome. Um, Moving on, uh, as you, um, I'm not going to read the sim- synopsis because all those can probably go on on Amazon or Barnes Noble mm-hmm. and and and, re- and read it for themselves. But I want to just briefly mention that, uh, and we'll remind our listeners at the end of the episode where where they can go buy the book. But um, it's the best place to direct our listeners to your website, Melissa Health. Dot com and then from there they can find links to to buy the book or oh absolutely that- yeah I mean you can buy it anywhere it's available at online and brick and mortar bookstores all over and at libraries all awesome. over as well awesome awesome um, yeah. well I'll I'll have to stop in my local library and and see if, if they have the book or even. Uh, even give the library a link to this episode, so so our uh. community can listen and hopefully go and pick up pick up the book. Um, but 
so the main character Daisy class boy calls her Woodward, um, making fun of a lip of a lip lisp, mm-hmm. and so for uh, like for myself with a severe language disorder as one of the disabilities that I was d- diagnosed with, I, I know that myself and probably your brother and a lot of other people can relate mm-hmm. to that. And so even mm-hmm. though the lead character doesn't have a disability, but I think you, you hear a lot in a disability community that people mm-hmm. talk about that everybody has um, some, some type of disability. My dad talks about having strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I think that even though, so the lead character, even though, her brother has Down syndrome. There's still a, a challenge that she struggles with. Is right? Is, is that? Can can we talk a little bit about about that? Yeah, I grew up with a lisp. I you know I still lapse into it, especially if I've been teaching a class for several hours. You know, I teach for different writing conferences and other conferences, and so it'll come out. And I wasn't bullied for that in particular. Um, but my brother was. <laughs> and so I thought it was really important to show readers just how much a classroom bully can disturb the atmosphere of a, a room, can take what is supposed to be a safe and supportive space and make it torture for people. And so um hopefully I showed that with this bully in Daisy's classroom. She grows up full of ideas and and full of plans and passions, but she's terrified to open her mouth because she's so frightened that people will make fun of her. Awesome. Well, I'm, and um, not to dip ahead to the, the next segment, but I'm sure that this can be a theme or a lesson that through this fiction novel that readers can, can – Loan from the example of this story, and and hopefully change the world in 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 their schools, in their communities, maybe even their inclusive workplaces. Yeah. About because like I'm sure, yes, this novel um, is geared to middle um, school um, students, but I'm sure you could even probably apply it to in communities to mm-hmm. inclusive uh, inclusive workplaces that yeah. there's probably even bullies in in those in, in, in those places as well. And so I'm Absolutely. sure this novel can and and, and that's why I'll, um, uh, I will we'll be encouraging all listeners that this novel is not just for, for middle school, but it's, mm-hmm. it's for anybody. Is that? That is absolutely accurate. I can't tell you how many adults have reached out to me and said, thank you for this book. I adored it. I'm recommending it to everybody just because of what you're talking about. Awesome. Bullying is pervasive. It doesn't stop in school. Awesome. I want to quickly circle back to um, something that I, I, I made a note of in the first segment, and I'm just now we remembering it but um and then i'll also go back to um back to the synopsis but one of the books and i i i still have it in in not in, in my studio here but in the other room down the hall um like um some books that i i've had from since i was really little and one book is called radiance descendant 
and it features like Kyoto with Down syndrome. But I, I think like in the in the book they don't. We I think they refer to it as like Downs or something like that, like kind of in a abbreviate like not like I guess not the correct language to mm. use. Um, and so I, I remember that, 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 I think that was like one of the first <laughs> novels, um, that, that, that I remember reading from my younger years. Um, the, the author I think is Paula Fox, I want to believe. I'm, I'm blanking on the, the author, but yeah, the book is called Radiance, huh. Radiance Descendant. It's a really small, I don't, um, I didn't have, to, um, I, I just thought I just made the note now, so I didn't have time to grab it off my, my bookshelf. But it's a very small novel, like it's, um, like uh, it's even smaller than the one that you wrote. But it's, um, yeah. So that I, I just thought just thought of that. And now, kind of circling back to the sy- sy- um, synopsis. So speaking of this this lesson, this theme of bullying, the hateful comments from a cyber bully is is what the lead character in, in your novel deals with. And so my girlfriend, Georgia, um, has Down syndrome. I've got a, a bunch of pictures of her on, on, on my desk here, and, and actually even in a couple of my other rooms here. <laughs> and so um, she also competes in Special Olympics as well. Um, she has a twin sister who doesn't have a disability. But one of the things is, even before we started dating, um, when we just met, one of the, I guess, because we, we were involved in the athlete leadership program in mm-hmm. our special Olympics program in Illinois. And one of the things that when I, I guess, kind of, I guess, piqued my interest about her, even before we, we started dating, was hearing her story. And um, actually, she was actually the first since I've been podcasting for 15 years, probably the first person with Down syndrome to actually co-host on my podcast. Maybe even, maybe even of all the millions of podcasts out there, maybe even as, as well. I haven't done a lot of research on that, but wow. Um, I, I guess kind of going back to her story, she in her early years, and she doesn't talk about this a lot now. Um, we we even in addition to this weekly podcast, we we host a podcast called the Georgia and Daniel Show, um, that's also on the Special Chronicles Network. And so she was in her early years, she was she was bullied, and I I, I believe maybe also cyber bullied. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that much part of of that story, but I mean even. Myself in in my younger years as well, like I would um, come home from my oh my early elementary school years um, in tears, um, and and even even a little bit even in high school, which is I think it's been like it's been fifteen years since I graduated from high school, but uh, when I had a, a lot more hair, but it, it's I think. And it, it probably speaks to what you, what you wrote about in this novel, that whether it's whether my it, my my girlfriend Georgia or myself, I think people just don't understand all challenges, and it's probably the same thing for your brother, and probably the same thing for the character's brother in 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 this novel. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know if if you want to comment on any of that. I just hope that my novel illuminates 
the how 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 much people with intellectual and developmental disabilities are bullied both mm-hmm. in person and online and how to stand up for each other and how to be an ally and and how that doesn't stop in school as you i am so glad that you mentioned the fact that people still get bullied in the workplace yeah i mean be that coworker who is an ally and stands up for change and extends a hand in friendship. I hope that the book illuminates um, the challenges and what you can do to be an ally. Absolutely. And moving on, I I love the title of the episode, (laughs) Daisy Woodham Changes the World. And and I think (laughs) that kind of speaks into the next part of the, of the the, the story. Cause I, 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 the, the, you set up the novel with kind of in- introducing the characters and then getting into the conflict. Um, I in in my early middle school years, I wrote a lot of fiction stories, and then I, um, I kind of moved over to the more. I have a degree in in, journal, in, in journalism, so mm-hmm. kind of more into the uh, nonfiction and journalism um, <laughs> uh, yeah. um, stories. But um, th- so I. From introducing the characters to moving on to the conflict, now now kind of moving into um, the um, um, I guess moving out of the conflict uh, mm-hmm. it, it, that if Daisy had any hopes of changing in the world, she had to you talk about having uh, having to regain her family's trust, face her fears of public speaking. Um, which I, I think pu- public speaking is one of like the biggest. I think probably one of the number one or two feels for anybody, no matter anybody. Who, if, if you have a disability or not. Yeah. And then she faces her fears of public speaking to find her unique and powerful voice. So, I guess do, 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 before I have you comment on that, I, I I recently gave a keynote talk in Jefferson City, Missouri last fall, and the whole theme of that was. Um, the whole theme of that keynote um, talk was from challenges to opportunity. Um, in the show notes for this episode, um, I've been including um, a link to if if our listeners and I'll I can share with you as well if you want to um, watch um, watch or listen to to that talk. But yeah. I think that talk that I gave kind of speaks to what you wrote about moving out of the Boeing kind of from challenges to, to opportunity and in that you'll take in a challenge which in this case in in the in the novel is is, is being bullied and you find an opportunity or you're changing mm-hmm. changing the world yeah. to find opportunity to overcome public speaking to overcome the bullying and so i'm sure do do, do you want to maybe kind of comment on 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 that because I, I i'm there's a lot of lot that are, that the readers can loan from witty oh, oh yeah wow. what i'd love to say is that daisy's older brother sorrel has already found his unique and powerful voice he loves fashion he loves special olympics he adores his friends He's excited to go to college. 
he's not afraid of public speaking at all. He wants to be out there on YouTube, on social media, telling the world what he knows and what he believes in. He really inspires his sister to overcome her own fear of public speaking because of her lisp and take a chance. I won't give anybody any spoilers, but it's really him. It's really her brother who inspires her to find her own unique and powerful voice. And I thought that was really important. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, we're going to go ahead and take um, another short break to mention a couple of our corporate partners for this podcast. And when we come back, we'll we'll continue talking about the the themes. And I I guess what I kind of, um, what I kind of found was a key theme um, of this novel. And so our guest is Melissa Hout, author of Daisy Woodworm Changes the World. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be back to uh, continue talking about some of the themes um, from this novel that um, is for any readers, no matter if, if, if it's a young reader um, or an adult reader. And so we'll be back after this short break. Just got to find the right... Um, <laughs> audio clip to play we'll be right back support for Special Chronicles comes from Comed Special Chronicles is proud to partner with the Comed Energy Force Ambassador Program the Energy Force is the country's first energy efficiency education program designed for and taught by people with disabilities ComEd is powering lives, and where he is powering us here at Special Chronicles to keep the lights on and our technology is powered on. As ComEd powers the lives of us, they are literally giving a voice to people with special needs. We thank ComEd for the generous support of our mission at Special Chronicles. Learn more at specialchronicles.com slash ComEd. That's specialchronicles.com slash ComEd. Support for Special Chronicles comes from United Airlines Bridge Disability Business Resource Group. Special Chronicles is proud to partner with United Airlines and the Bridge BLG. Bridge BLG is committed to being an ally for all employees and customers with disabilities. Bridge helps to create internal awareness to keep accessibility needs in mind and partner with key organizations to empower disability inclusion for employment and travel. Bridge, connecting people of all abilities. Book your travel today on United.com or on the award-winning United app. Learn more on United's commitment to to disability inclusion for employment and travel at specialchronicles.com slash United. That's specialchronicles.com slash United. Love having that background music for the uh, uh, um, for the for the, the sponsor break, um, mm-hmm. just to kind of add a little um, fun funness to that. I don't I don't think fun, funness is a word, but uh, oh, I think you just made it one. <laughs> yeah, I just made it one. Yeah, and so um, moving on, kind of, um, and I, I I think in in this third segment we can kind of talk about. Um, what the overall 
theme for the novel, and I think um, what what we con- concluded the synopsis was kind of leads into that. Um, and and be, be, before I get to one of the highlighted notes, um, what I um, think is the theme. Um, before we get to that, I want you to maybe talk a little bit about why storytelling changes the world. I think we, we highlighted mm-hmm. it a little bit in the last segment, so our viewers um, know a little bit about, about that. But do you want to maybe talk a little bit about, about why? Because I, I, that's going to be part of the title of this episode, and I think it speaks a lot to what what our listeners um, and what your readers can learn um, from this novel. But why, why does storytelling, in particular fiction storytelling, as as, as we're talking about, uh, as opposed to journalism, but why does storytelling change? And I guess it, it can apply to either journalism or fiction, but yeah. yeah, we can apply to both. So why does storytelling change the world? I love that question so much. So about five years ago, I wrote a nonfiction book uh, called Better With Books, 500 Diverse Books to Ignite Empathy and Encourage Self-Acceptance in Tweens and Teens. You can buy that anywhere and get it at libraries as well. As part of my research for that book, I looked into studies that had been done on reading fiction, the correlation between reading novels and increased empathy, increased compassion for both ourselves and the people around us. I found that reading for pleasure decreases our anxiety and depression, even if we just read eight minutes a day. And so when you take both of those research findings, I just feel like giving readers characters that represent Every type of person in the world is such a gift. It, 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 you know, when readers come across a character with Down syndrome or another intellectual or developmental or physical disability, and they can explore this character in the context of a great story, they building their understanding of this entire demographic. They're building compassion. They're building empathy. And in the case of this book, hopefully they're understanding how they can be more inclusive and how they can have a, a greater diversity of friends around them. Awesome. I, that, that, speaking of that inclusive, um, that, that the readers can find, that speaks Directly to um, to to the, to what I found to be the theme of this novel, and um, all of you commented and and as, uh, on it as well. But as a lead character, Daisy explains, if you want to change the world, cross pollination is key. And I think if you were to kind of for that for maybe for some younger readers, um, not that much for. Um, for people my age or older, but that world cross pollination might be a um, big world for some younger readers to understand. But I think if, if we were to kind of break that down, or I guess even substitute that world cross pollination to mean inclusion, I don't know if mm-hmm. if, if, if that's kind of what where you will 
get in with that. But yep. if you want, and I think that's kind of probably the main theme of the, of this novel that, uh, that our listeners that, that readers, um, when they read the novel that they can learn from these characters in this particular novel is if you want to change the world, inclusion is key. Cross pollination yeah. is key. Yeah. Uh, there's a previous um, in the beginning in the beginning of January, middle of January. Um, I had an episode with a special basketball coach that my team played against, and the the title of that episode because I got it from looking on her Instagram. She was wearing a T-shirt that said "Inclusion Everywhere, Please," and mm-hmm. I think that that also kind of speaks to. Yeah. Um, to, to to this, but do you want to maybe kind of comment on that and kinda, what's the lesson here that the that the lead character Daisy is teaching the readers that uh, that cross pollination or or in other words inclusion is, is that you, you want to maybe kind of comment on how that's related? You know, yeah, there are several scenes near the end of the book. Because it it turns out that Daisy takes on this project to help her brother become a YouTube fashion influencer. But she also gets roped into her friend's project to save the Special Olympics Summer Games. And so they're in the latter part of the book that show many of the Special Olympians working together with Daisy and her friends to raise money for summer games, to raise awareness. Um, for and, and there's one scene in which uh, the Special Olympians are, they're actually filming a commercial. And this is based on my own brother, who with his Special Olympics track and field team years ago, filmed a commercial for a cell phone uh, company. And and so, you know, the middle schoolers are there volunteering and kind of helping um, to make sure that the people on Special Olympics have enough water, have enough Gatorade, have everything they need as they're filming this commercial. That is what I hope people take away. This is what inclusion looks like. It looks like everybody coming together to work on a common project and succeeding and uh, and so i hope that's what people get from this book awesome and i love how you highlighted that in in the final scenes mm-hmm. of this novel because and and even kind of going into what a special olympics movement is about that mm-hmm. that that you had spoke to that in this novel uh that that when when our volunteers, when our coaches, when us athletes, when um, when the sponsors, when the the staff, when everybody in this movement, in this family, in the family of Special Olympics, come together, that's what inclusion. That's what the inclusion revolution is all about. Um, the I, the the week before this episode airs um, is will be an episode all about the. Uh, Mouch Faust uh, will be all about the Mouch Faust. Uh, uh, I think the, the video might be frozen a little bit, but it's all all about the Mouch Faust spread the word 
to inclusion uh, day of activation, the 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 the, the, the whole. Oh, hold on. I think um, there might be a graphic that might be, might, might be coming up. So we'll try to get rid of that graphic. Uh, <laughs> clicking that graphic a little bit too too soon. Uh, not not yet. We'll we'll get to that. Um, but I think what it it speaks to. So the the theme for this year's spread the word to inclusion is this twenty twenty three theme is going all in inclusive. Um, yeah. Uh, and and when I think you 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 highlight that in the final scenes of this of this novel, and I I, I think what all listeners what the readers can learn is when you go all in for inclusive. It takes a family. It takes a family of Special mm-hmm. Olympics of uh, everyone coming together to 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 make inclusion happen. Yeah. And um, so I I love that that you highlighted that. Um, since I since I, that graphic might have the audio listeners have no idea what what we're talking about because. <laughs> That's what you get by watching the the full video episode <laughs> on our YouTube specialchronicles.com to to uh, find uh links to our YouTube or Facebook or LinkedIn and, and you can watch. Um well, we'll take one final sponsor break. When we come back, we will get to um some final thoughts as we wrap up this episode and remind the listeners again of where to purchase the book. Our guest is Melissa Hout, author of Daisy Woodworm Changes the World that we um, highly recommend um, highly recommend to our listeners. Um, we'll include links on all social media for some Special Chronicles uh, as well as in the show notes to this book. But again, specialchronicles.com, episode 518 to find the show notes. But we'll, we'll be back with Melissa Hout um, with some final thoughts. Uh, And that final question is uh, all coming up uh, after this final break right here on SpecialChronicles.com. Special Chronicles is hosted by Podbean Podcast Hosting, the easiest, most affordable option to get started in podcasting. At Special Chronicles, we proudly host our weekly podcast with Podbean and highly recommend you use Podbean Podcast Hosting to get started in podcasting today sign up for an unlimited hosting plan and get one month free now to get started in podcasting today today when you visit specialchronicles.com slash podbean that's specialchronicles.com slash podbean our live streams are powered by Streamyard, the easiest way to create professional live streams StreamYard is a live streaming studio in your browser. Interview guests, share your screen, and much more. Stream directly to Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and other platforms. Sign up for StreamYard today using our StreamYard referral link when you visit specialchronicles.com slash StreamYard. That's specialchronicles.com slash StreamYard. And... Somehow, I should have, if I would have done a little bit more editing, I would have faded that out a little bit more better, but... It's all good. So um, I'm sure that there could be a lot more that we that we, we we could talk about, but I think we gave our listeners a good in, in, introduction, a good synopsis. Um, I I had even the the public show notes. Our listeners are only going to hear uh, see a very brief description, but in the show notes that I shared with you, and I think you even said 
one of the first podcast hosts to give you a, a yeah. uh, to give you the show notes. And I, I had um, t- um, actually t- um, copied the synopsis that that you had sent me from your website. Um, and I, so there's a bunch of, of highlighted notes on there, and, and that's just for my even in the post production of this. I'm, I'm going to use a lot of those highlighted notes um, uh, that will go for this episode. But um, you want to share with our listeners where they can um, um, uh, order Daisy Woodworm Changes the World. Uh, I think I saw on your website that um, um, IndieBound, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Goodreads, the local library, bookstores. But you want to Show those ones how they can um, first first off buy this novel Daisy Woodworm Changes the World, but then also how to connect with you on your website, social media. I think I saw that you offer some writing classes. I think, or do do maybe kind of share some of those. Yeah, sure. Again, you can buy Daisy Woodworm Changes the World. Let's look at that beautiful cover one more time. Uh, Elena Bia out me, of Italy did that. <laughs> you can buy it anywhere. You can buy it. Uh, let me spotlight you um, again to sh- to show the, the viewers the uh, novel again. Uh, since, I spot- since I spotlighted you full screen, I was going to have you show the viewers. Oh, yeah, sure. So that yes. so that's what the novel looks like. Is that a speaking of uh, on the cover? Is that a special Olympics medal? Or I I I was trying to look a little closely. It, it looks kind of similar. Or did you kind of make it? A it little... is supposed to be as similar as we could make it without <laughs> infringing on Special Olympics copyright. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So you can buy it anywhere. It's available online all over bookstores. You can order it if your bookstore carry it yet. You can order it from your library. It's everywhere. Awesome. Yeah, and you can find me at melissahart.com. And yes, I do. I teach writing classes. I'm a consultant for people who might want to write their own stories. I also work as a journalist and write quite a bit about people with intellectual and developmental disabilities for places like the Washington Post and the New York Times and other places. So I'm always happy to help other writers to use their voice to get that message of inclusivity Uh, out there. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. I'm I'm in the process of writing, um, of finishing writing one book and, co-writing a, a book with um, with a colleague at, at United, but then also um, for about, I would say maybe four or five years. Um, so like from like 2013 to like 2018, I wrote um, a monthly column in a um, local newspaper on our special needs issues. Um, wow. and, and that kind of came, came about first as, First being just a freelance reporter and covering, as you know, just local town news. And um, and then I ended up, I, I ended up, I, had, I went to college with my editor. And so I ended up just talking, it was funny. So I, I, I knew him in person in college, but then when he was my editor, I I never, because I was a freelance journalist, I, I, I never actually went into the... Yeah. I, I never went into the newsroom, so I, I only talked to him on the phone. And so this column, it was called Special Voices. And so it kind of came about because of 
just talking to my editor on the phone and, mm-hmm. and it, it in a way it, it was an extension of of these of this podcast and mm-hmm. so um yeah so i i love the the whole idea of being able to share our voices and yeah. talk about the the power of of inclusivity the power of inclusion the power of cross pollination of the inclusion revolution that um I just um, hosted a panel on a global webinar with Special Olympics this morning, and um, Mary Davis, who is the CEO of Special Olympics, she had talked about that the inclusion revolution is the best revolution, (laughs) the the best revolution that we have. And I'm sure that you agree that this novel um, absolutely hi- highlights that, and I'm sure the readers can um, um, learn a lot. And so um, I'll put links in the show notes to your website and to where people can purchase the book. Or, oh, thank you. Or again, just um, uh, um, hopefully our listeners will go to the, the library, will um, even either the, the public library, school library, uh, to recommend the book. Um, in in those schools and communities, but um, before we get to that final question, do you have any final thoughts on your overall time here today on the Special Chronicles show? You know, I I feel like you're talking about the inclusion revolution, which I had never heard for, and I think you're right. I'm seeing some pretty wonderful things happening in the world people with intellectual and developmental and physical disabilities much more represented in TV, in movies, on runways, as entrepreneurs, um, in the art world. And I just think it's really exciting. And I just want to thank you for having this podcast, for making this one more empowering resource that's available to all of us. I'm really grateful. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's really the past 15 years, it's really empowering to um, first share my story, but then also the, the stories of the guests that I yeah. have on. Um, this this podcast, um, um, just briefly, it started with just me sharing, sharing my story mm-hmm. and has, has, has um, evolved into um, conversations and sharing uh, and sharing the stories of others um, like um, you with, with your novel and my fellow special Olympic athletes. And and so speaking of the inclusion revolution, uh, to introduce that final question, we've got a brief uh, bumper uh, that we'll, um, we'll uh, introduce and, and tell you and all of our listeners all about the inclusion revolution. Uh, so let's go ahead and roll that bumper. We're not just athletes. We are the ambassadors of an uprising. Peaceful protesters. In a rebellion against anyone who has a fear of difference. 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 Our demands are equality. 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 Dignity. 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 And the recognition of our shared humanity. We will not stop or accept anything less Today, our world is more divided than ever. And coming together has never been more urgent. The revolution is inclusion. Find out more at jointherevolution.org. I will 
says, oh, "Oh, that gave me goosebumps." <laughs> Thanks. I uh, that um, whoa, um, Special Olympics uh, a few years ago. I put I put out a uh, that PSA, and so Avo since mm. um, I this final question that I, I uh, since I attended the 2019 Special Olympics World Games and. Abu Dhabi, I've been asking all of uh, our guests one final question, and so I'll do the same with you. As you know, um, inclusion and the inclusion revolution is a big message in our Special Olympics movement, uh, as you just heard uh, on the PSA. And even inclusion is important here at at Special Chronicles, and so because my producer um, and uh, 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 – uh, is 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 a mother of a um, um, older, oldest daughter has Williams syndrome. Um, uh, my uh, business manager is is my dad, and and so it's um, just yeah, inclusion is important. So I'll conclude and ask you the final question as well, and that is, what does inclusion mean to you? I love that. It means what I was lucky enough to experience when I was growing up and what I put into the book. It means parties. It means fundraising events. It means classrooms and sporting events where everybody is included, whether they're neurotypical or neurodivergent, whether they have a physical disability, an intellectual or developmental disability, whether they're adopted, whether they're from foster care, different ethnicities and races and religions, everybody is welcome. Everybody feels safe. Everybody feels supported. That's what it means to me. Awesome. Well, that's a perfect way to wrap up this episode. I love the. It's it's always fascinating that all of our guests have different ways that they define inclusion, um, but mm. I I have to say, the way that you define inclusion uh, is something that I hope all our listeners can really t- take with them, and yeah. that's why we conclude the episodes. Um, with that a final question because it's I, I'm sure all listeners will take that with them and find a way to um, to change the world to yeah. even if our listeners I, I think don't uh, might not write a novel or might not write a story but they can I, even if it's storytelling where it's whether it's on a podcast or whether it's just having a conversation, like not a recorded conversation like we're having now, but like, like just talking with their friends or family at a coffee shop or just in the, even their neighbor, that, that type of storytelling, I believe can, well, I should say, I know, I, I know both saying that that storytelling can change the, the world. So thank you. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for for coming on 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 this podcast, and want to remind our listeners that uh, uh, our website specialchronicles dot com, where you can stream archives of over seven hundred and thirty episodes. 
absolutely for free and uh, and for links to follow Special Chronicles on uh, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. Follow Special Chronicles on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Um, just follow and share this episode um, with your friends. And um, thanks again, Augustus Bun, Melissa Hout, author of Daisy Woodworm Changes the World. And we'll be back next week um, with the the uh, managing director of United Airlines Denver Hub and more content every Monday, 6 p.m. Central Time, right here on SpecialChronicles.com. We'll uh, see you next week. And until then, remember, choose to include. See you, see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Special Chronicles podcast. Our podcast was produced by Daniel Smukowski on the Special Chronicles Network. Follow Special Chronicles on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. <laughs> Subscribe, rate, and review Special Chronicles on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Our website, specialchronicles.com, where you can stream our archives of over 500 episodes for absolutely for free. Also, there's a list of our favorites, original series, award-winning columns, and blogs. And sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive bonus content delivered to your inbox. Again, specialchronicles.com. Special Chronicles is hosted by Podbean Podcast Hosting. Our live streams are powered by StreamYard. Thanks, as always, to our business manager, Adam Smukowski, who always in- encourages us to never give up. I'm Daniel Smukowski, back next week with more stories. Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice to people with special needs.